The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hi, guys. Welcome back. So I'm really excited to talk to another QHHT practitioner today. I have been inspired by her work, her teachings, her videos, her posts, and I'm excited to bring her onto the show today. So I'm with Sarah Breskman Cosme, and I love her name because it sounds like cosmic at the end, and she is really like a cosmic leader. Like the videos I've watched of you on Gaia and I've not read your books yet, but I'm definitely wanting to. But I'm just so honored to speak to you today, Sarah. That's so nice. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. So my listeners know that when I talk to people on the podcast, I just want to get to know you, you know, on a personal level. And they're doing the same when they're talking to you and listening to you. So how did you get into QHHT? Because I know you were a student of Brian Wise too, which my partner loves because he loves Brian Wise's work. So was it Brian that you moved into first? Um, I got into all of this stuff because I was such a mess. I was like one of those people that everybody would feel sorry for, you know, <laughs> those kind of people. Like, oh, poor girl. I had so many problems. I mean, I feel like a problem experience. I mean, I really got the problem thing down. And I had so many problems. I was overweight. I had phobias and fears. I like, I even had OCD. I had all kinds of issues. I had sleep problems and I had this weird issue where I could just manifest anything. So if somebody had an issue and I heard about it and I had never heard about it before, I could manifest that issue just by hearing about it. It was horrible because I didn't really understand what was happening to me. And I was so sensitive. I always thought, man, I, I feel like there's a mistake. Someone dropped me off on the wrong planet. Like, I know I don't belong on this planet. I don't understand this place. You know, I just had so many issues. I, I was so sensitive. So when people were doing things that were like violent, I couldn't handle it at all. It would affect me for months later, or someone would bring it up and I would feel it so deeply to my core. I didn't quite understand what was happening. And my, my parents took me into therapy because they thought she is really strange. (laughs) Like what is going on with this girl? And in therapy, I learned a lot about therapy And, you know, it was nice to talk to somebody had this really nice therapist, but the problem was I didn't really get any better. Nothing really changed for me. In fact, just by talking about my problems and then hearing about other people's problems, it just seemed to get worse and worse. And, you know, none of my problems got better until I went to college. And then when I went to college for the first time, well, I'll back up a little bit. I wanted to become a psychologist because I heard that this was a great way to help people. So I went to college and a couple months after college, I went home to my family's house and I walked through the door and there was a mirror there and the mirrors in the dorm room were, were really small. So I hadn't really, you know, looked at myself for those couple months. It was only a couple months because this is Thanksgiving break. Mm-hmm. And I looked at myself in the mirror, my jaw dropped because while I was away for those couple months, I had lost like a ton of weight. I mean, maybe 20 pounds in just a couple months. I, and it dawned on me that something drastic had happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what happened to me? I've just been for a couple months and 
I've forgotten to have all of my problems. I mean, I didn't have any of my problems while I was away, I realized. And the thing I realized, I changed my life. It was like this aha moment was that I had changed my patterns. I had changed my environment and I had changed my thought patterns. Mm -hmm. And this was so huge. And it was after that moment, you know, when these moments in life where you learn something that drastically changes your life that you could never unlearn it. Now I understand like the power of these thought patterns, you know, and I'll catch myself if I have a thought pattern going on, say I'll wake up and, and I'll be stuck in a thought pattern. I know, oh, I can easily change this just by doing things differently. Like even getting out of bed on the other side, you know, creating new, a new pattern for yourself, just by doing things differently, you can change your thoughts. But I didn't start changing my, you know, doing anything with that then. So I graduated college and then before becoming a a therapist or before becoming a psychologist, which is what I wanted to do, I had an internship. So my job was to basically counsel people and to give them their medications because I was medication certified and I learned all about this stuff in school. And, um, I really believed everything that I was told by mainstream schooling because I had no other, anything to base it on. But I felt like it just didn't seem to help these people. That was just my experience because nobody really got any better. I mean, a lot of people, you know, there were no success stories ever. Some people got worse and some people killed themselves and people just seemed to deteriorate pretty quickly on all these different medications that were prescribed for them that had side effects. So anyway, long story short, I quit that whole field. I just, it wasn't for me. And I got into hypnosis and in order to become a master hypnotist, you had to do three things and you had to prove that you could do them. So it took me a while. It took me two years but I became a master hypnotist in 2009. But these three things were lose weight, quit smoking and past life regression. So I was not a spiritual person or, or anything just only because I didn't have a background in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about spirituality whatsoever. Um, but I had to do these past life regressions and they showed us how to do them. And, you know, I really didn't know what to believe if I believed it or not. But all I knew was that I had to do it. <laughs> to become a master hypnotist. But I noticed that right away, there was something really different about these types of sessions that people could actually heal themselves. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do something that worked because I really wanted to help people. And that's what I studied with Dr. Brian Weiss. And I learned his method and I did that for many years. And, and I really thought that it was great that everything was really good up until I felt like something was missing. Like it was just this feeling I had, like there must be something more. Maybe I'm not supposed to do this anymore. I didn't know. So that's when I got the psychic reading, um, just from a psychic that I had heard about on this channel called channeling Eric that I listened to at that time, because I was starting to get into spirituality a little bit at that time. And so I finally got this psychic reading and she said, oh, this is the easiest reading I've ever done. So many people have all these different future potentials, but yours is just so clear. I mean, it doesn't, I don't see any other um, future for you except this one. And it's very obvious. You're supposed to do Dolores Cannon's method of past life regression. And I thought, who is that? I had never heard of her. And the psychic said, yeah, you're going to be, um, really successful in it and you'll be teaching it and you'll even write books and then you'll be speaking about it all around the world. And you know, that sinking feeling when you have a bad reading, you know, where you're just like, Oh gosh, like, I'll just be polite. What if she's nice. So I just sat through it. And I kept thinking she definitely got me confused with somebody else, you know? And, um, a couple of years later, when all of that came true, we, We've actually now become friends. <laughs> Her name is Emma McIntosh. Um, but that's essentially how I got into all of this stuff. It was by accident. So it's really interesting how our life is planned out or how we plan out our lives. It's like 
you get there. You don't have to force it, you know, because I would have never decided this is what I want to do. I'm going to do this and that. It's almost like there was no choice. This mm. is what I'm doing. Because <laughs> everything led me here, you know, I guess, you know, just like everybody else's life. Yeah, it's the same with me. Because Dolores came through my partner in a dream. And really, yeah, it was. I told Suzanne, she was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna tell Julia. <laughs> and uh, it was really, really strange because my partner had not really heard of Dolores. You know, he'd heard of her name, but he hadn't, he hadn't like looked at her work or knew much about her. Uh, he was more into like Dick Supton and Brian Wise. So it was about a year ago, I was contemplating, same as you. I've always been healing and guiding people, and I was thinking, there's just, just something just there's something deeper I need to do on a deeper level. And I didn't know what it was that's similar to you, Sarah. And I just asked the universe just to send me whatever I needed to do. And I just let it go. And then it was like a few days later, I think my partner used to meditate before bed and he he goes through like a spiritual doorway and he sits on a bench and he talks to whoever he talks to, like, you know, a loved one, Wayne Dyer, like whoever, you know, our spiritual teachers, whoever it is. And this one night he said he got through the door and there's this old lady sat there and he didn't know who she was. And he just sat down and said, who are you? And she said, I'm Dolores Cannon. I've got a message for you. And he told her the year she was born, the year she died and told him to read the convoluted universe book one. Now he'd never heard of that book ever. So we went and Googled it straight away. But when he told me, I was like, Dolores Cannon, she's been coming up on my newsfeed and someone's told me about her QHHT. And I was like, this, this is it. This is my sign. So that was really strange, but I found with a lot of QHHT practitioners, they've had similar experiences where I think Dolores more than ever now is coming through people in different ways. She's sending messages through, you know, spiritual channels wherever she can to help people who need to do a QHHT as a, as a practice. Oh my gosh, that's so fantastic. And did you get into it right away? Yeah, that? it was like I, I signed up in, in November last year and did my level one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that's what she seems to be doing. I mean, she's yeah. really, she's really behind the scenes. She yeah. comes through all the time. In fact, the first time she ever came through in one of my sessions, I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, thinking to myself, it's Dolores Cannon. Like I, I had never met her in person because I've only worked really closely with her daughter, Julia. And so here she comes in my sessions and I was so excited and I thought she was going to be so sweet, like grandmotherly. And she was mad at me. Like the first time she comes through, she was like, well, you got to do this. You have to do that. I don't know why you're doing that. And blah, 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 blah. Like very, not mean, but very down to the point. Like this is important type of thing. And she was mad that I didn't, well, I didn't write the name of the client on the page <laughs> but that's yeah. what I did wrong yeah <laughs> but it was a couple years ago but um but she comes through all the time and it's really funny but she's I mean she's very helpful if you want her to go find something for you she'll do it and she's constantly just helping us all of I us anybody she, that I, asks I think she's planting seeds in clients' head as well. Like you need QHHT because it is such a deep healing process. And since I've been in New Zealand, I've asked the universe to send me clients to help and they've just flooded in without even me having to like market myself. And I'm just always thanking her and saying, you've obviously planted seeds because Mm -hmm. the clients would say, oh, like I just randomly came across Dolores or someone told me about you or I I saw a book on a bookshelf. And I just loads of like, you know, synchronicities happened and it was oh. and I just I just say thank you every day to the universe and my guides just to say you know send me the people that I need to help and oh, that's nice. yeah it, I'm in that state of gratitude every day that I get to do it so I'm actually doing my level two at the moment which is what I'm finding with level two is I'm already doing the things that I'm learning so that's kind of really <laughs> unique for me. Like I was kind of like giving myself a pat on the back because you <laughs> was saying, you know, that like going deeper into the session, I was like, oh, I'm already doing that. I'm, I'm doing that. And it was like, I got yeah. so like, yeah, I was so happy about it because I think it's just, you resonate with it so much. It becomes a natural process for you, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, of all the different things I've learned and all of the different things I've done, this by far is the best method that I've ever learned. 
And so I really have no desire to learn another method. Yeah. I'm like that. I was, I had a moment where I thought, oh, I need to go and do like my clinical hypnotherapy just so I can be a licensed therapist. But I'm like, I don't even need to do that. And I remember Dolores saying in, in the teachings, you know, if you're a fresh client with no hypnosis background, that's better because you're going <laughs> to yeah. undo all the things you've learned because her, her technique's so unique. So I think that's right. just, again, I don't need to do any other study and that's, you've just confirmed it for me really don't I mean I know all the other techniques all the other things and you really don't need them if it makes you feel more confident to know them Mm. then maybe Mm. yeah you really well one thing that always intrigued me with you Sarah is you know how did you get into like the Egyptian history like you know because obviously I know you've got the book about the sphinx and I mentioned to you early before we press record that I've always been drawn to Egypt I'm actually studying at the Egyptian Reiki at the moment because I'm a Reiki master oh, so I'm bringing cool. in the Egyptian Sekhem so I'm bringing in that energy into my clients and I'm just fascinated by it I just I, anything to do with Egypt I'm just absorbed in it and I'm I'm still learning things as well so it's just fascinating to talk to others who are you know Egyptian lovers as well well it's funny you said that because even my client last week um the client was downloaded with some ancient Egyptian healing technology and all she has to do is put her hands on people that was interesting Uh, what it was called though I don't remember I actually don't remember it I'd have to go back and listen I don't know yeah it's strange she went into a temple yeah and was initiated and then they said now you can use it in your current lifetime because it transfers through other lifetimes yeah I was sat. Is that med- you? Well, I was sat meditating, and because I've always been curious about Egyptian history, I was, I am like you, sir. I'll just channel things, or I'll just, you know, meditate, and something comes through like a download. And I remember like meditating, and the question came through: How did the Egyptians heal? Because they were so connected, and they were so, you know, they were so like, yeah, they just just connected with with life and and their body and you know, how they did the rituals and the mummification, like everything was so like well thought out and they were so intelligent. So it came to me, how did they heal? Cause I, I, I'm a bit of a gamer. So I'm a bit of a nerd. I'm a, I like playing games That's and awesome. a game. yeah, the Assassin's Creed is origins and it's the Egyptian one. And I'm literally on it all the time playing it. And it's just an Egyptian map and you play in it. And I'm like, Oh, this is amazing. You go in these tombs and the, the, the you know the pyramids are there and I just was immersed in Egyptian history and I, I asked the question how do they heal because I was kind of curious and then the goddess Sekhmet came through and I'd never heard of Sekhmet I was like really? I've heard of Hathor wow. and, and Isis but I'd never heard of Sekhmet and she had the lion face and she just basically said I'm here to tell you that the word Reiki is the Japanese word, you know, just universal life force, uh, you know, but that's just the word. We use the word Sekhem, so S-E-K-H-A-M-E-M. And I was like, so that's how you heal? She went, yeah, it's just literally the same as what you're doing now, but just you need to be initiated into that. It's, it's like being attuned to Sui Reiki, Angelic Reiki, to do right. Sekhem Reiki is just, you know, be initiated. So I'm doing the theory at the moment. I've got my attunement in a couple of weeks and wow. it's the same I think you can put hands on because whenever I've been doing Reiki before I want to put my hands on people instead of just having it you know just just on top I right. want to hold someone because people have said to me when they give me a hug right. that they melt into me so I've, wow. I've obviously got like you know that that uh that touch that magical touch I don't know what it is but I've just always I know I've had lives in Egypt but I haven't explored them yet I was so. just thinking I was just curious <laughs> Yeah, I've not explored what, them yet, but I know what I've your had lives them. like. Mm. Wow, my mm. gosh! You'll have to go to Egypt. You'll have to find out. I know. You'll have to come with me. I know. I was thinking <laughs> that's exactly why I wanted to do it because you were doing the past life regressions, like in Cairo, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, this is just a dream for me." Like, I, I would be, uh, I'd probably be in tears the whole trip because I'd just be so <laughs> into gratitude. <laughs> well, that would be amazing. I know because yeah, we're do we have private entry just some of these places like the great pyramid and private entry to just be with the sphinx by ourselves and we're going to do past life regressions for the group so they can find out you know who they were and things like that 
Yeah, I, I, well, I was just about to say, I've always been drawn to the biblical story, Moses, and that was about Egypt and the pharaohs. And I I think I was, I must've been, um, I think I was alive around that time, like when Moses was there, because I've always been drawn to that story and the movie and yeah, I read it in the Bible and it just touches me. It it just, it's like that with anything in life, isn't it? Like you say, you're drawn to certain places, you're drawn to certain stories, you're drawn to certain eras and I've always yeah. been drawn to that set, that part of, of, of life. And I think I was, I probably had many lives in Egypt as different. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, I'm sure there's a reason you're drawn to it. Yeah. I don't think you would be if you didn't. Yeah. Um, it's it's like any part of history. My, my partner loves history as well. And he's very much, he's American, but he's very much into the royal family and, you know, the English history because it's so rich where I'm like yeah it's great I grew up in England and but I'm just not Egypt I'm like I'm obsessed that's that's the difference of the energy you know it's completely different well the way I got into this stuff this Egypt mysteries and all the stuff that I've ever done is always been by accident just like every single other thing when it comes to me I never set out to do any of this ever it's just, and sometimes to be totally honest, sometimes I can't believe that they come through all my clients mm. and just, and use um, me as this facilitator in a way. I know that I had already arranged to do this before coming into this life, but I never chose to write about any of these topics. To be totally honest with you, I'm not the one writing the books. Yeah. I don't write them. <laughs> It's all written by the higher consciousness. I really don't have anything to do with it. In fact, sometimes I've thought that I've thought that maybe I should take certain parts out. Like with my Sphinx book, I wanted to take a couple parts out and it would be so weird to the point where I had no choice, but to put them back in. Like I was working on a computer and all the words would come off the computer. So it would be blank until I would physically say okay I'm going to put that part back in and then the words would come back on but the great part was I knew I wasn't crazy because my mom was helping me (laughs) with this and this would happen to her on her end as well Mm -hmm. so she just I mean she does think all this stuff is really crazy because she's seen some pretty weird things helping me you know yeah but I think she's pretty excited too it's pretty exciting to be on this like roller coaster and I'm so I'm always so excited with what they're going to show me next I mean I want to know everything and it's so interesting I think I'm I'm the way you've just said about the you know you don't write your books I've a big teacher of mine is Wayne Dyer and he said that about one of his books the power of intention and he you know some of his books he just didn't feel like he wrote them it was like he'd he'd read it and go oh my god this is amazing like how (laughs) and I think I've always wanted to write books and I think it's about timing as well but I feel like I've literally got answers everywhere. And I I channeled a message the other day about like, just imagine all your answers are within every cell of your body. So like your cells are moving around your body and, you know, your regeneration, you know, all your cells regenerate after seven years. So take the, take the answer and the information while you can, because more information is going to come in with different cells. That's where it's stored. So I was imagining like, you know, I was saying to, I always say to my clients who come for like guidance or healing, you know, you have all that, you have all that wisdom and insight and answers within you. And I'm, my wish for you is that you don't have to come back to me because you have this <laughs> guidance and, and healing modalities within you as well. So with the, the answers and the, you know, connection, I was thinking to, I always think to myself, I can just sit here and just ask the questions. I can just say, uh, you know, goddess Isis or goddess Sekhmet or whoever, you know, Pharaoh, like, you know, whoever I want to talk to whoever it was and just ask them just ask them to come in ask them questions about Egypt ask them did I have a life and just trust yes that answer trust it's trusting is the hardest part but when you get into the hang of it then you can start to trust it because it sounds different than your conscious mind yeah I don't use thou shell stuff like that (laughs) but I think when you when you channel a message that's personal for you or personal for someone else and then for me it used to be oh I need to go and talk to someone else to get it confirmed and that's where you you know you lose the power of it because you're not trusting your own innate wisdom so for me you know I I like having readings and 
psychic readings off people just because yeah. it's nice to support someone else it's nice to have some right. connections but you know I've not really wanted one lately because I don't need one I don't yeah. I feel like I can just connect to that and then you know being so busy with QHHT and my other work it's been but it's just that that's what I want the listeners to remember is that you know you you can ask whatever you want you know you connect to you connect to the universe to God to source and just you know, yeah. like Neil Donald Walsh did that, you know, with his, his books, Conversation with God. He just channeled and asked him questions and got the answers. So you can do that with anybody. And I don't know what it's like in your sessions these days, but what I hear time and time again is that, you know, this is a manifestation planet now. So manifestation happens so quickly. So anything that a person desires that they focus on and there's no resistance to it, they're definitely going to get it doesn't matter what it is but it's the resistance that you have to deal with if you have resistance but yeah I mean a lot of people say just listen for the first thought that pops into your mind as after you ask the question like the very first thought just like in a QHHT session and just trust just go with it Mm -hmm. just see what happens or you can just do that other trick where you you wait till you wake up in the morning. And when you wake up in the morning and you still have access to your dream in that state, that's deep hypnosis. So you can ask your questions there. Mm. Yeah. And that's very powerful Mm. because your brain waves are slower. So, I mean, there's less resistance to the answers then, and things are, you know, a lot more clear because you're just waking up. Your conscious mind isn't fully intact yet. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah. Spend a couple of minutes just lying in bed and just as soon as you wake up and your alarm goes off, just lie there and just connect to some answers instead of just rushing out to get up and feed the kids. You know, it's right. Right. You're still connected in that state. And it's so powerful. If you can prolong that for a little while and just expand it, you could create like a little meditation in the morning for yourself and really start your day in a different way. Yeah. It's really profound. It is. I usually get out of bed and then sit on this little this little bean bag and meditate in here. But just lying in bed as well, it's just you don't have to meditate. You can just close your eyes still and you're still in that sleepy state where you could go back to sleep. Yeah. I like that's kind of something that I would love to do. And that's I tend to get a lot of my messages when I'm like brushing my teeth, driving, just right. where, I'm, where I'm like alpha, you know, the alpha comes in where you yeah. like and on something else but it's not obviously theta you're in that alpha state watching tv if i'm not really watching it and i'm just stirring i'm like i just get a random message come through i'm like what <laughs> yeah so well that's random. a great time that's a great time i mean while you're watching tv you're in hypnosis yeah so you can ask different questions but it's funny because a lot of people are told you have to just be quiet sit and meditation and for some people it doesn't work well that way i know for me i can find out anything if I do an exercise video and do just like what you're talking about, I totally have one part of my mind focused on the exercise video. Otherwise I'd fall on my face. And then the other part can just think all these great things and get downloaded with a bunch of information. I can figure out anything that way, but I love that. Like brushing your teeth. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Same with walking. Like you don't need to meditate in cross-legged mudra and have you you know you you can do whatever you want you know meditations about you finding that quiet time for you and allowing that presence into your life and that's where all the meshes come through and the downloads come through and you start to really trust it because I've had clients come around and say you know I've had this come through and I you know I don't know if it was just me making it up I'm like that's the same as hypnosis you know you've got to trust what comes in you've got to trust it because that's you working it that's you and your subconscious working and you've got trust is the main is the main word I say you gotta trust anything that comes up Mm. I know and the more you trust it and the more you acknowledge it Mm. the more messages you're going to get because you get in that pattern you get in that habit Mm. and then you can you know discern if it's coming from your higher self your guides or your conscious mind because the the two speak so differently yeah they have different messages what I'm really keen to ask you this what are some things you can tell me about the sphinx that i might not know because i don't know loads about the sphinx so i'll have to read your book but what are some things you could tell me okay um i don't know if you know but the sphinx used to be the outpost of atlantis okay so it's the one of the oldest structures on this planet 
it's it was actually built by a group of extraterrestrials who didn't even have bodies at the time. That's how old it is. Mm. And the Sphinx is used to magnify and harness energy and information and broadcast it out. It's almost like a broadcast system. And yeah. it broadcasts it out to different planets that are receptive to the information and then broadcast their information back into the Sphinx. But the Sphinx isn't the only Sphinx-like structure on the planet Earth. There's other ones, but people don't know, you know, what they are. Some of them are eroded pretty badly. But it was, the Sphinx was built on this specific type of rock. It was a rock that came from some other place, some other realm, almost like an asteroid, but it embedded itself into this rock. And so the extraterrestrials used it to build the Sphinx structure, and then they built the tunnels underneath. And most of the time was spent actually building the tunnels underneath. But the Sphinx is really important, basically, because it's holding our true history in it and it's constantly watching us. And you can communicate with the Sphinx. You can channel the Sphinx. Mm. That's pretty fascinating. I didn't know that. I just knew it was kind That's the thing. I'm still learning. That's why I love talking to people about the different things, because I didn't know that. So with Atlantis, was Atlantis part of Egypt then? Was Was that where it was? Well... The waters and coastlines and the continents look so different when people would leave their bodies after the lifetime. And then I would ask them to describe it. Everything looks so different. So this was in the Atlantic Ocean, but it was humongous. It seemed to have spanned from Europe all the way to North America. And then from, um, and even over to like Western Africa. And then, um, Northern Africa was seen as like a lone sandbar, just like a sandbar that went from Egypt to the Sphinx. Yeah. So everything was kind of like shifted a little bit. And then after the destruction, everything shifted even more. It's just totally different. Mm. But um, it was, I mean, Atlantis was founded by extraterrestrials also. That's why they were so advanced. Mm. And they were different than the Lemurians. Yeah. According to my clients. Um, but I bet you of all people would, would do really well with channeling the Sphinx. Yeah. It's it. like, I think for me, it's like, you know, the Egyptians. So when they were living in Egypt, obviously they, the Sphinx was something that they found as like, it was a, a sacred place. They would go to like worship it. Mm-hmm. There's very special energy there. And for some people they can connect with their home planet just by getting close to the Sphinx. Apparently it can help you, you know, in your current lifetime, just by being close to it. But this the face of the Sphinx was changed kind of symbolically. You know how there's so many symbolics, some, you know, symbolism things all over our world yeah. right now, but it was changed symbolically with the takeover of the um, masculine energy uh-huh. because it was changed from the face of like a, a jungle cat, which used to be the apex predator in the air. So these sphinx like structures would have the face of like the apex predator. So it was kind of like a little, like a lion, but with a box and it was um, changed when, you know, kind of like this power hungry um, energy, this masculine energy tried to take over and control everything just Mm -hmm. symbolically. And there used to be a second sphinx, a female sphinx, which was totally destroyed and crumbled just like the divine feminine just squashed under thousands and thousands of years Mm. but that's even making a comeback now according to my clients it's fascinating I was chatting to a guy the other week I think you spoke to him Jason Bally yeah Yeah, I spoke to Jason we were talking about like what's not found yet and how everything's found in divine time and like the you know the uncovering of the of the tombs and all the different artifacts that they're finding I think there's so much under that sand that hasn't been found yet but I think it comes out when it's meant to come out for us to connect to. That's, I mean, it's interesting, but it really is Mm. in divine timing. Things don't come out before they're ready to come out. Mm. And it's so set up. (laughs) It's just, it's such a game. It is a game. Yeah. And we're the ones that hid all the clues. (laughs) Yeah. It's like we, it's like we, we thought they were going to be under the sand for like, you know, 3000 years and then it'll come out in 2025 or whenever it is it's fascinating really because you think about all the things they found over the last 100 years and then the spiritual awakenings that have happened over the last 100 years you know it's 
because things have been uncovered and things we found and gone, oh my God, and made us look into our history and appreciate it in a different way. Right. I know. It's really incredible. It's it's almost like there really is no reason to push anything mm-hmm. or to worry about anything mm-hmm. because that saying the universe always has your back is so true. Mm-hmm. Everything that you want is co- is coming towards you with that same energy of your desire. You know, everything's a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. Everybody you meet is a reflection of you. Like it really is a big game, mm-hmm. although it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. What's one of your favorite things about Egypt? Um, all right. This is the truth. My favorite thing about Egypt is when I go into the pyramids, I feel like a different person when I come out. There's, you know, when you go into the woods and you feel an energy, just like nature's watching you changing your energy. Mm. It feels kind of like that to me. When I first went into the first pyramid, I didn't really think anything of it until I came out. And then I noticed the difference. Mm. So it wasn't so much a noticeable change right away in the pyramid until I came out. I felt like either my energy was totally changed. Like I had been upgraded. Things were different. Everybody from um, the group, when I first went to Egypt, my first time, in 2019 noticed that even their sessions were different when they came back like miraculous healing was starting to occur so i think a lot of people that go back to egypt are just rejoining with a piece of their soul and they're getting it back and then it's downloaded to them they don't even have to do anything it's just like it comes back just by being in these locations just like everybody's kind of placed in different places for a reason. I know I'm here because of Atlantis. I don't think I'm never going to get away, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, but everybody's in different places because it's triggering different memories, yeah. you know, of those other lifetimes. And when you go visit certain places that hold those keys to your past lives, mm-hmm. it's just really profound. That's why I've got your- a draw to go there. I think my soul wants me to go there for some healing for some integration from some upgrades to remember part of my soul to because I've always loved travel and what I love about travel is when I go to a place I'll sit I'll be somewhere old and I'll sit and think oh who was here what were they doing what were they wearing you know I really connect to who was here energetically and knowing that everything you know time's an illusion so it's like they're with me right now and I've always been like that, like anywhere that's old and just ancient. Like I've always loved the ancient stuff. Like you can put me into something that's like, you know, 500 years old and I'll be like, oh, wow, this is great. But put me in something that's like 2000 plus years old. I'm like, this is like incredible because I know I'm an old soul. So I know I've been in many places in, in the world. So when I start to feel that ancient energy come through I just oh I get chills when I'm when I, that's why I just wow. need to to Cairo I need to go up to up there and and you know even go to Memphis and do Ashwan and and Alexandria and just do all of it I want to do all of it yeah I mean all in the right timing I'm sure it will work out perfectly I think and I bet when you integrate Sekem Reiki, I think, and start working with that energy, and then it's going to be even more like imagine a year's time when I'm starting to do that, where I'm going to be wanting to go oh back. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that would be so powerful. I know. It's crazy. I think with uh, with Egypt as well, it's I've I've met quite a few people who are just drawn there. Like it's it's such a it's a bit like Africa too, isn't it? Like Africa's got Africa's got so much history too, because that's where we originated mm-hmm. from. You know, especially when we came out from yeah. evolution, it's there's just so much rich ancient you know energy there, isn't? That's where our ancestors are all came from. So interesting, because a lot of my clients say that we come from Antarctica originally. originally. Yeah. That buried in the ice are like old civilizations. Wow. But they always say it's not really advisable for Antarctica to melt because trapped within the ice is our diseases as well, just very much intact. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of things from Antarctica are best stayed buried (laughs) at the moment. Plus it will cause a lot of confusion for some people that have been greatly, you know, 
how interesting is that so we have lost civilizations under the ice under the sea under the sand and under the earth so it's yeah as i'm saying there's so much underneath us that's actually emanating energy up into our atmosphere it's oh of course yeah what what's your favorite part of history my favorite part of history well i don't know if i have a favorite part just that um i just love it you know i never was interested in history i don't know about you i was never interested in history in school because i felt like it was a lie <laughs> i don't know why they would tell me things about different time periods in history and it would bother me so much that it just i wouldn't want to learn it mm. at all it's really interesting so i just love learning all this stuff i love the past lives that people go to and understanding what really happened. I love ancient history so much. I just, I like finding out about who we were, you know, before we programmed ourselves to be, you know, less than, but who, you know, what a human can do. It's always fascinating to me because mm -hmm. we're like these superpower beings and we're stuffed into these meat suits and we pretend like we have no power at all because it's so programmed and ingrained yeah. in us to think we're small and we're we're so the opposite it's so funny yeah. what's your favorite part of history Egypt <laughs> you're gonna have to go I know I, 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 well definitely Egypt and I used to love the Aztec history as well in school I've been to Mexico and I went to the uh, Chichen Itza, the main ruins, and that was, again, pyramids. That was always, like, very... Res wow. it, it resonated with me, and, you know, back then I wasn't spiritually awake, so I kind of, you know, I was always curious, but I wasn't fully awake, and I used to go to these pyramids and think, oh, you know, they just... I, I just felt like I'd walked up them, because the ones in, in, in Chichen Itza, they have steps going up them and stuff, and I used to just right. think... I can imagine myself just I was at the top doing some ceremony and just just random things but I used to think that's just my imagination but obviously <laughs> it's probably my soul you know going through a past life like a vision probably yeah anything that's like Egyptian times and I think I've always been drawn drawn to Aboriginal lives and the Polynesian lives uh -huh. down here so when I, I had my past life regression with QHHT I went to an Aboriginal life a Polynesian life so yeah, they're my favorite. They're my favorite in time. That's amazing. You would probably really like my book, A Hypnotist's Journey to Atlantis, because a lot of it is about the Polynesian life in Lemuria first and then Atlantis later, because that was um, with my client, Jen, who didn't believe in any of the stuff. And then when I regressed her for the first time, she went back to a lifetime in Lemuria oh, as wow. this. It was so fascinating. And we just learned so much about this ancient place. So interesting. You know, the use of crystals and the different symbols and what they did back then. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because if you go to Hawaii or a place like that, all these things are, some of these things are still around. They still carry, you know, those traditions with them. So neat to go back there knowing what I know now. Yeah, I know Hawaii's got some really powerful energy. I've I've been before, but I've only been for like a night when I was on a cruise with my parents and I was only like 16, so I didn't really fully integrate the uh you know the the energy there, but I know it's got it's just where it's situated on the planet as well is very unique. Yeah, it is. Well, there's this place called the Nepali Coast in Kauai that I was so lucky to go to. And when you go by there, I mean, for me, it just took my breath away. It was like these big cliffs with waterfalls. And it was just like what my clients described, you know, how they describe Lemuria. And that part of Hawaii is like 5 million years old, older than the other islands. So it makes you wonder, how is that? How is that not um, interesting and possibly related to Lemuria? I've just really been beautiful. to fiji last week and even that place when you when you when you drive through it you think this place doesn't even look real it's like it's like something same with same with new zealand i think all these islands like new zealand and all the pacific islands and then you've got hawaii like all this section in between your you know europe and china and america this yeah. you know pacific ocean with all these islands i think there was just 
there's just something magical going on here. Like I said, with New Zealand, there's just the energy here is completely different. It's just completely well, different. Like- the UK feels, I don't know, but the U, it's just, I think with the history, the, I think the history makes the country now, like everything we've gone through in the history put propels into the present. So I feel yeah. like you know, English history has a lot of darkness, has a lot of death, has a lot of, you know, beheadings. And I know that went on all over the world, but the UK in a sense was the royal family and it was all the, so I feel like the the land holds that, you know, it, it holds onto it. Where like for me, New Zealand and Polynesian and even Australia, there's a lot of that old tradition of, you know, how we used to live, like, you know, the chiefs and the medicine man, the medicine woman. And we used to, you know, we used to kill our food and have rituals. And, and I used to love, I used to, that's why I like the Polynesian lives. Cause the fact of like sitting around the fire and telling stories. And yeah. I love that stuff. Like all the American Indian stories, like I've always been drawn to that as well. So anything that's about tribal, you know, tribes and being together, I'm, I'm like, Oh, I love it so much. I'm almost on my third book, which is about that, about um, tribes. And I'm just chronicling a story of a Native American who walked the Trail of Tears. Mm. But yeah, anywhere you go, all civilizations leave an imprint, an energetic imprint that you can tap into. And it's amazing to go to different places and just have an open mind and try to tap into these places and gain the wisdom from these places. Because even people leave imprints, you know. What's been your realizations? Yeah, that's that's what I love. Like on Gaia as well, the ancient civilizations part's been like, I'm always drawn to that, you know, especially where they found things in different places. Like I'm always watching those. Uh, So the with your QHHT uh, clients, what's been one that's just the one that you just have in your mind all the time that you just tell people about? Oh, for sessions? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Probably so many. (laughs) Well, I think Jen always stands out to me because of her dramatic healing. And it was, you know, as I was starting this journey into becoming a level three and everything like that. um, Just, I think, well, I don't know if there's just one, but you know, when you do this job, it's just so amazing. The healing, the deep healing that occurs. It's really just a miracle. It's like a switch. I say to people like, you're going to, there's a switch in your body and you're just going to switch it today. Cause again, yeah. you that question of, you know, you're going to walk out of this house healed today. How, the, how are you going to spend the rest of your life? And they go oh, right. like stumps them. And I said, but well, you right. come here for healing. So if you could just go inside your body now and just go switch, <laughs> that's literally what it is like that's literally how, how it is and I think that's why the healing so like so quick because it's and I think as well what I've I've bit found a lot with clients and you might have found this as well Sarah is because this ego mind is wanting the clients to stay in victim mode and to feeling sorry for themselves right. because when they're ill or they have a disease or they're sick or whatever it is that keeps them in the oh poor me and the victim mode where like when that the soul wants them to be empowered and wants them to feel free and knows that these diseases and sickness are just illusions of the body trying to purge right. something out and energetically move something so when they come in I think they're just like this can really happen that this I can really heal I'm like yeah yeah your sickness comes yeah. on like that after you wake up and you don't feel great imagine waking right. up and you just feel completely healed and your body's in perfect health that's how quick it can happen right it's all thoughts it's we're creating our reality based on what we're focused on I mean it's easier said than done if you're going to do this consciously mm-hmm. but when you're doing a session it's so easy because your brain waves are slower you can really focus deeply you can listen deeply to yourself and everything in the universe right now is helping us to release things. I mean, as like all of humanity, we try to store everything. We're like, I'm going to hold on to that trauma. Mm -hmm. I hope I can take it with me to the next life, you know, but everything Mm -hmm. in us, everything around us is like, let it go, let everything go, forgive and let it go. And it's just something we have to start teaching ourselves, like to let it go, literally to let it go because you can't do anything wrong. You can't mess it up mm. and to just try to release the, the self-judgment release, you know, the anger, because it's all like a game. If you can 
think about why these different things happen or what you learn from it and just process it in a way that allows you to let it go. It helps. Yeah, it does. It is so profound. I'm still like every client I have, I'm just like, oh my God, I just, they leave and I'm just, I'm just sat in awe. I have to kind of like, it takes me like an hour to just decompress to, to, the, <laughs> to the, the, the miracle that just happened or what they saw. And it's uh, for me as well. It's the, it. I know the past lives that they go to just has so much relevance to this life. So like I'm smiling yeah. through the session because I just know <laughs> they're getting so much clarity from it. I love it when the higher consciousness comes through and then all of a sudden you can feel the energy change. And yeah. it's like, whoa. I know you, you can. Know? It's yeah. kind of like you're talking to God for a little while. Yeah. It's it's so exciting. Well, most clients say when you get to the subconscious part, they feel like they were sat on a chair separately and there was a conversation yeah. with two people. I was like, that's literally what's <laughs> happening. Like your your conscious mind, Mr. Stupid's just sat there at the door, like just listening, <laughs> yeah. like, like with a glass on the glass on the door, like <laughs> what you're saying. And uh, that's what my, that's what mine felt like. I just felt like I was peeking on, on, you know, in the door <laughs> and cause yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't remember my subconscious part. I had to listen to it, but uh-huh. I remembered the past lives, but uh, the subconscious, that's probably the most people that they don't remember the subconscious part. Cause it is like talking to someone else. So uh, yeah, it's I just, really I've got a client coming tomorrow and I'm just so giddy. I get so excited when they come. That's so exciting. That's awesome. That's so yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And we're it, lucky. We're very lucky. We are. So the time's going so quick. It's so it's so crazy. So I always end on three questions, Sarah, even though before I do ask these questions, is there anything coming up for you that you want to share that if you haven't shared it yet, you can speak about? Um, well, I can tell people where to find me because I'm speaking at the um, Laughlin UFO conference in, and it's going to be really great because I'm going to show some clips um, from actual clients that are allowing me to share these clips where extraterrestrials come through the client and what kind of advice they have for humanity, which is really fascinating. Um, And that's November 11th through the uh, 13th in um, Laughlin, Nevada, very far away from you, by the way. But um, then I will be at the Conscious Life Expo in LA, February uh, 10th, through the 13th but as far as anything else I want to say just that there's so much help for us right now so much help I mean really nobody is alone at all ever I I mean there's just everyone's spirit family Mm. ancestors you know ETs are constantly just surrounding people and trying to help them because everything in the universe is focused on this ascension happening right now. Mm. Yeah. I'll say, I said this all the time, just find someone you resonate with because there's so much help and resources out there to help you on your spiritual journey. You know, you aren't alone. And even if you don't have someone physically, you aren't alone. You know, I always say that Wayne's, I think Wayne died, took out the course of miracles. If you knew who walked beside you at all times on this path that you have chosen, you would never experience fear or doubt again. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's wonderful. I know it is. Yeah. So it's like, even I've got three nights by myself because my partner's gone to the South Island. And I just feel like I've got the alone time with my two doggies and I'm just enjoying just connection. And, you mm-hmm. know, I might not see my friends here, but it's just enjoying that connection with, with self and with God and yeah. with, with my angels and my guides and whoever. It's amazing. And the consciousness of the earth has gotten a lot stronger as well. Just like our consciousness is, you know, um, getting stronger. So the earth communicates with us and we're supposed to communicate with earth and ask, you know, our environment, different questions, find out where we're supposed to put things because we're really supposed to be, you know, have a better relationship with our surroundings, the earth and nature. It's, it's all about coming back to that. Mm. I love that. So my guests uh, sorry my listeners always know that I finished with these three questions so the first one is if you had a magic wand right now how would you use it to save our world well to be totally honest with you our world is already saved (laughs) so at least this is what I hear in my sessions so I know this is pretty confusing I don't want to get too over anybody's heads but from what I've heard from many clients, we're playing out a timeline. So 
the light has already won, mm. but those of us on this timeline get like the golden ticket, get this experience of playing this duality out mm -hmm. to the end where ultimately we move into a different type of earth, one that is unity consciousness focus, one where we're able to develop our spiritual gifts and one where we use trade and we really learn, you know, about understanding and valuing one another instead of our separate selves. Yeah, it's so crazy because I asked this question to everyone and everyone's answer is different, but there's been a few that have answered the same as I do. I would and you answered the same as I would. That even though I had a magic wand, it'd be nice to use it for certain things. The world is exactly as it needs to be right now. Yeah, even though there are elements, you know, I'd love to save some animals from extinction and I'd love to, you know, help some other people that, you know, are in different situations, but everything's got a divine purpose. There's everything's in the right order. You know, everything does. I think we think that we need to do something about it, but everything is set up in a certain way and there's good and bad. And they're, they're both the same. They both feed into one another. So there ultimately really isn't anything bad, even though it could look like there is. I know. So yeah, I totally agree with that as well, which is great. So the second question is what are three things people can do right now to raise their consciousness? One is to obviously go in nature and communicate with nature <laughs> that raises your consciousness like instantly. Yep. Just go sit by a tree. That's the quickest way to just raise your consciousness um, to two would be to practice gratitude. I know you were saying you do that. That is such a quick way. That's what all the indigenous tribes used to do. They would have a lifelong practice of gratitude. And it's amazing what that does to you know to your life if you just can practice that it's amazing the trans transformations that it brings you and three is to do one small kind thing a day because that really does ricochet and you know um can I have four because <laughs> yeah, yeah <'cause> because I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm bending the rules but um you know it's funny because a lot of these higher consciousness will say the people, humans don't really realize that most of them, when they leave this life, they don't leave with anything except their memories, mm -hmm. but a, a, a full cultivation of self-mastery leaves an imprint, almost like Buddha and Christ and all those spiritual masters. Because when you totally master yourself and you totally learn that you are God, that imprint stays within this realm forever so mm. it's one way you can really help mm. as to master yourself that's what I'm doing that's kind of my I remember one of my goals was I want to reach enlightenment and then I had a, a conversation with God and, and God said you're not meant to reach full enlightenment on earth because you know that's what you return to you're meant to have right. expects of enlightenment those little aha moments but you know your goal is to master yourself and that's through shadow work through light work through service through all that so that's kind of that's where I changed my goal to okay let's master myself and exactly I love that and I think people don't really understand why there are people that are asleep and I think if you could understand that we all are God and when we leave our body we remember oh oh I'm God oh I know everything again some people want the experience of being more separated from God they just for the experience mm. so don't rob them of the experience that's yeah, it's like people who are asleep, like I've, I see it all the time where they're, they're getting criticized for it. And I'm like, just leave them be like, if they're meant to wake up in this life, they're meant to wake up. But if they're asleep, that's their human experience. You know, you can't take that away from them. Just give them love. Oh, you're, you and I are so similar. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I guess, you know, it's what we hear, you know, all the time in these sessions. Yeah. Cause God is love and that's all there is. So it's just, just be love. Yeah. I love it. So the last question as a surprise is if you had the whole world at your attention right now, what would you say to them all? I am you. <laughs> I love that. The I am presence. I love it. <laughs> love that. It's like, I am you and you are me. Same with nature. Like, yeah. you know, when you said go and sit next to a tree, like my partner and I love doing that. And it's, you know, the tree doesn't need eyes and a mouth to speak to you. You know, nothing does. <laughs> You know, you can, I can connect right. to you, sir, from a long distance without even speaking physically. You know, it's, it's not about definitely. what you say. It's about the feeling and the energy. Oh, definitely. Mm. Definitely. 
Yeah. I've I've just enjoyed talking to you today and I'm just giddy to do like what else is going to come up and I'm, I'm excited for your journey as well because you inspire me so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited for you too. Yeah. So if anyone was to reach out to you, Sarah, anyone who's in your area as well, you know, just to find your work and connect with you, where can they best find you? Um, uh, Theholistichypnotist.com. Okay. And my books are on Amazon. I have A Hypnotist Journey to Atlantis and A Hypnotist Journey to the Secrets of the Sphinx. I need to get But the that. next one should be out in a month. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna have to, I'll wait for all, the third one. I'll just buy all three. So I've got the trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. Thank you so much for coming on today, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this this episode today. And if you want to reach out to me or Sarah, please do. And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, leave a five-star review and share it on your social media with your friends and your family. And yeah, we're just sending you all the love in the world. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.